Welcome to the Innovation and in Government Show, sponsored by Kerasoft. Each month, we'll talk with industry experts who enable innovation and make government more responsive and secure by advancing key technologies. Now, here's your host, Jason Miller. My guest today is Ed Krejcik, the Manager of Pre-Sales Engineers for Unstructured Data Business Unit for Dell Technologies. Ed, welcome to the discussion. Hi, thanks for having me. Let me set just a little bit of context for our discussion, then we'll jump into the, the Q&A. The strain on agency IT infrastructures over the past year to support remote working isn't surprising. While the cloud helped accelerate digital transformation, agencies also must address challenges around storing data. Among their biggest goals has been how to distinguish their primary storage workloads, which require low latency and high availability, from secondary workloads used for backup, disaster recovery, and of course, archiving. Well, this may sound a little funny to talk about storage when we talk about digital transformation and supporting the remote and mobile workforce, but the issue here is they're delivering essential functions that previously have been limited to, in many cases, on-premise systems, and the ability to deliver those services swiftly and remotely becomes even more paramount. To that end, many agencies are adopting a hyper-converged infrastructure, HCI, that can deliver the scalability and flexibility to quickly meet shifting demands. Now, what is HCI, you may ask, Ed? You know, of course, but for our audience, just in case, it's a software-defined IT infrastructure that puts storage, compute, networking, and management into a single virtualized environment, eliminating silos and redundant tools. It combines the hardware with locally attached storage appliances in a unified software-defined framework that delivers greater scalability while reducing data center complexity. I know that's a lot of words there, Ed. You're gonna explain a little better why HCI is, is important, I'm sure, during our conversation. HCI is important as well because many agencies are living in a hybrid cloud environment in the short and the near term. Now, you add to that a hybrid cloud environment, the challenges and opportunities around security, DevSecOps, and you can see how and why making your data accessible and secure is even more important. So with that context in place, let's talk more about why storage is an important consideration for agencies as they continue to modernize. Once again, my guest is Ed Krejcik, Manager of Pre-Sales Engineers for Unstructured Data Business Unit for Dell Technologies. Ed, I'm going to go back to something I said. I know maybe it's a little funny. Why are we talking about storage? But storage is actually really important for, for everyone, not just the IT folks. So maybe start by telling us why people should be paying attention to storage, even if you're just an average employee that's focused on mission. Yep. Well, you know, the, the real reason is data is really at, at the, the focal point of where we get all of our business intelligence from. So there's, there's a ton of data out there and, you know, we hear from IDC and other industry analysts that, you know, 80% of the data being created today is unstructured data and the ability to store all that data is, is key as to, you know, how we can do that efficiently and effectively while still being able to provide business tools that are going to give us the business intelligence we need from that data. You know, we use um, data intelligence and business intelligence analytics to be able to do things that normally weren't done, you know, I'll say in a previous data era. Now we, we're really approaching things from a data first perspective and really placing the value on the data more so than just the, the internal infrastructure that stores it all. It's really, really about, you know, that, that business intelligence and data intelligence that we're gonna get by having a data first strategy. The other piece I imagine also is the data to the edge. So your storage needs to understand or, or be able to support the data and the mission area to the edge because so much compute is happening further and further away from that old school data center. 
Yes, absolutely. I mean, if I were to quote another statistic, IDC is saying that, uh, you know, by I, they're saying by the year 2025, 75% of all the data that's created is going to be coming in from the edge. It's going to be created at the edge. I mean, we see this today. Um, we see it a lot from an ingest perspective. You know, everybody talks about the, you know, the internet of things and the data that's coming in. It's all sensors at the edge, uh, it's video surveillance, it's a lot of different data ingests that aren't obviously happening in the main data center. They're happening in, in field sites and buildings, um, sensors on cars and airplanes and, and vehicles of all sorts, you know, whether it's military, whether it's civilian, it really doesn't matter. There's just so much data that's being created and ingested at the edge that we have to be, you know, have a, an agile data model that can ingest data at the edge, analyze data at the edge, be able to create the data mobility that's going to move data from the edge to the core. And, you know, as you alluded to talking about the cloud, you know, ultimately probably residing in the cloud. So you outline maybe the challenges that we're seeing, the, the future where agencies and other organizations are heading toward what concerns you? Are there some things that you're seeing today that is, is saying maybe agencies aren't setting themselves up for success in the future, whether short-term or long-term? Yeah. I mean, we, we've seen the, the evolution of uh, the cloud strategy within federal agencies. It started out as cloud first and it evolved to cloud smart, which, which is actually a perfect direction because that really takes into account that data first model. It's being able to put your data where it is of most value and also where, where it is most accessible and, and usable in, in a, uh, you know, from a performance perspective. So by, by having a, a cloud smart data strategy and a data first strategy, we're able to, to analyze the, the value of the data, the type of data it is, what we're gonna do with that data and be able to figure out, you know, where the data should reside at any given point during its life cycle. You brought up this idea of, of understanding the, the need for, to ingest it, to analyze it, to create mobility all at the edge. That's really core to really how agencies can move forward. And, and you, you quoted one statistics about 80% of all data is unstructured. Is this why, part of the reason why we're, we're focused on the storage issue so much is because of agencies need to understand that some data need to be stored closer to the edge. They can be, some of it can be stored at the data center, but because so much of it is unstructured, they need to kind of understand that they need to have that flexibility and scalability that, that comes with kind of the, the, the new view of storage. Yeah. And well, with unstructured data, I mean, because it grows so rapidly and it's so prolific, you know, you really need a, a foundational architecture for unstructured data that's scalable. You know, whether that's at the edge, whether it's at the core data center, um, you know, typically we see unstructured data solutions as being a scale out type of architecture that allows agencies to be more nimble and reactive to, to that, the storage of, of that unstructured data. I mean, if you look at historical um, data storage models and appliance model, a dual controller model, where basically it's a, it's a monolithic type of storage solution where you have to be able to um, you know, look at how much data you have today, 
and then project out three to five years how much data you're going to create or store based on your current um, you know data growth models and then figure out you know what type of appliance footprint you're going to put in there to be able to handle that growth over the next three to five years with it with a scale out type of uh, storage solution it tends to be a lot more consumable because you actually put in the footprint of you know the amount of capacity and performance that you're going to need at that moment in time. After that, as your needs grow, whether it's performance or capacity, you have the ability to add in a scale-out model, just like a hyperconverged model. You add individual nodes that have capacity, compute, networking um, to be able to respond, you know, in, in a easily consumable, easily upgradable fashion to be able to grow as the needs grow. And not and so you're not putting a monolithic footprint in upfront that costs a lot of money and you have to have all this extra headroom to be able to grow. You basically grow scale out systems as your needs grow. I think that's a hugely important point to, to kind of del del delve into a little bit because so many times agencies are buying, well, you know, nobody knows how much their servers and data needs will grow. So they just buy too much. And a lot of it sits empty or a lot of it sits unused or the vice versa, they underestimate and then they have to go out and buy something right away because they're about to run out of space. It, walk me through why this scalable kind of understandable approach uh, is, is really starting to catch on and, and how are agencies starting to understand what, where they can go with this, this flexible scalable approach. Yeah, well, it, it, it extends, you know, the, the complete life cycle of storage. So we, we, we talk about edge to core to cloud. It's all the same underlying, you know, foundation of, of scale out. You can have the scale out at the edge, you have scale out at the data center, and then you can leverage that to the cloud in, in being able to have more data agility and mobility, depending on, you know, where the data is, where it's needed, what type of performance and, and operations you're actually doing with on your data to, to analyze it and interpret it. So in terms of being able to have that data at the right place at the right time, you know, having that foundational scale out infrastructure, being able to scale up rapidly um, to respond to the needs of the business is kind of key. I mean, in, in the same respect, you know, in a scale out architecture, you can scale up and scale down depending on the needs. A lot of what we've been talking about is this high growth data situation, right? A lot of data is growing. Uh, we talked about the scalable way that's important. Let's relate this back to the beginning of the conversation, IT modernization. Why is, is this another piece to it? You mentioned business intelligence and, and making decisions based on data. Walk me through why, why are we, how does this relate back to IT modernization? Why is it important to that part of that conversation? Yeah, I mean, le leveraging, you know, modern tools for, for analysis and artificial intelligence are giving us a lot more insight into the, our data, a lot more insight into uh, potential correlations between data types that were never put together or analyzed um, at, at the same time or analyzed and compared in different ways to be able to look for trends in the data that might not have been uncovered previously. I mean, we've got a lot of different ways to look at data now um, that, that go way beyond what, you know, we would consider traditional, you know, database processing or something like that, that really give us a lot more value out of our data 
even our old and archived uh, data is now being able to, in a, in a data model like this, we're able to keep that data online instead of having to you know, archive it to tape and then having to restore it from tape. Now with cloud technologies and, and agile file system type solutions, you know, we can access that data in the cloud, analyze it in the cloud and, and still maintain a high level of value of that data even though it may be, you know, old or, you know, maybe some new insights are coming out and they want to pull some of that data back and analyze it, it just gives it a lot more speed to be, to, to say speed to intelligence from the data. I think you bring up a really interesting point that maybe in the next segment, we can delve into a little bit, the need for the data to support the emerging technologies, whether it's AI or machine learning, or just the advanced data analytics that a lot of agencies are starting to move toward. So Ed, on that note, we're going to live a little bit of a, of a cliffhanger into the next segment. People can stick around and, and see, and, and can, we can continue our conversation. Let's take a quick break. You're listening to the discussion, Innovation in Government, sponsored by Kerasoft on Federal News Network. Overnight, the pace of digital transformation accelerated. You responded and showed how technology can create opportunities to drive innovation and encourage citizen confidence. Is your federal agency ready for what comes next? Dell Technologies is 100% committed to your mission. Whether you're providing critical citizen services, innovating for the next generation, or securing the nation, we bring the right technology, a secure supply chain, targeted expertise, and far-reaching vision to help guide your journey. Visit us at DellTechnologies.com federal today. Welcome back. You're listening to the discussion Innovation in Government, sponsored by Kerasoft on Federal News Network. I'm your host, Jason Miller. My guest today is Ed Krejcik, the Manager of Pre-Sales Engineers for Unstructured Data Business Unit for Dell Technologies. Ed, before break, we we're talking a lot about the, if you will, some of the current trends we're seeing, the idea of moving from edge to core to cloud, this idea that there's a lot of unstructured data. This is not going away. This is going to be a challenge going forward. So what when we talk about unstructured data, what are some of the innovations you're starting to see, especially around the multi-cloud environments? Yeah, so thanks. That's a great question. We're seeing a lot of innovation in multi-cloud solutions, primarily around unstructured data. Uh, this is the focus of many agencies, especially in a cloud smart strategy, because they want to take advantage of the economies of scale in the cloud. Um, what, what they also want to be able to do is take advantage of the different services that are in the cloud, you know, whether those are uh, compute services, whether those are, you know, artificial intelligence services, a lot of different types of cloud services are, are available today. And so we want to be able to utilize those and take advantage of those. What we're seeing, I think, is, you know, one of the, the major innovations in in cloud and multi-cloud is being able to put those file services directly in the cloud. So we've got native file services in the cloud now that we can access from the data center. So being able to use our normal file systems that are now being hosted in the cloud through high performance data links, saving the space, the, the real estate, the heating and cooling and stuff in the main data center, and basically you know, making it an, an economical choice for, for performance file data, as well as the older archive file data. And people hear economical choice, obviously cheaper, meaning <laughs> as you're dealing with the kind of newer data, the, the, the fuel mission centric data. Yep, I mean, it, it's, it's no secret that there was uh, a lot of heartburn with the cloud early on. And that's why 
Um, the federal government went, you know, evolved from a cloud first to a cloud smart solution because you know everybody knows that the the egress rates um, can really um, be a a cost you know barrier to to be able to pull your data back and and being able to really get access to data that you may have pushed out to the cloud it's always free to push it out there but it's hard to get it back so um, yeah I mean it, it's really around um, the the economies and the services that are in the cloud and being able to utilize what's most effective and most economical based on what you want to do if you if you want to do nothing more than than archive and disaster recovery in the cloud you know that that's pretty much primarily where we first saw data going that that's great too but now that we're seeing a lot more innovation in the cloud around you know, compute and virtualization, um, AI and machine learning types of services. Uh, we want to be able to take advantage of those when maybe the infrastructure um, to do that type of data analysis and run those types of applications are too costly to, to procure all that infrastructure, you know, for, for on-premise situations. Now we can utilize those services in the cloud. And I think when we talk about predictive analytics or AI or machine learning or whatever people kind of are calling it these days, I think that's one of those really fast movers within the government technology sector that if you look back over the last 20, 25 years, it just hasn't been picked up that quickly. A lot of other technologies that showed great promise just hadn't been picked up. Do you think agencies, because they've started to understand the cloud better, because they understand the power of, of understanding what data you have and how to apply the data, that's why it got picked up so quickly and, and we're seeing so much progress around how it's being used? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it, it's because of the evolution of how the, you know, the, the technologies that we're now seeing in the cloud and being able to take advantages of, of agility in you know, cloud developed apps and, and microservices and things like that to be able to, to rapidly, you know, develop applications, being able to, you know, rapidly push out new releases and new functionality. Um, it, it's just the increased, the, the total velocity of the rate of change. And, and you know, the, the federal government and government agencies are, are, you know, poised to be able to take advantage of, of those advancements. When it comes to storage as well, are, are we in the world of innovation? Where does where does that play into it? Are you seeing, and Dell Technologies, I'm sure, is one of those folks that are giving agencies more access or, or different access to storage, but what's the big innovation around storage that, that's helping agencies kind of push toward that, that better services, faster services, cheaper services? Yeah, I think it's the, the high-speed infrastructure. Obviously, the, the development and proliferation of flash storage, um, it, it's a smaller put, footprint. It, the cost is coming way down on flash storage. It's extremely high performance. And now we're putting that type of data or that type of, of storage accessible in the cloud through high-speed data links, um, being able to use those native file uh, type of functionality where we can actually um, use native file replication, replicate data to the cloud. Now it's in a cloud or a cloud infrastructure, and we can now move that data 
around for, through various clouds um, seamlessly to be able to take advantage of what those different service clouds offer. You know, maybe we move it from an AI cloud and then we're done with that and we move it to an archive type of cloud. It's really um, the, the ability to, to take advantage of native file services that are in the cloud and, and that data agility and performance. When we talk a lot about the cloud, the other thing that comes up time and again is this idea of a consumption model, right? Pay by the drink, the electricity approach. You you use your analogy you want. We've all heard it before. Is this also starting to be applied to the data world and the storage world, the as a service approach? Ab absolutely. I mean, it, it, I think it's really a game changer in terms of how the federal government and various agencies are going to acquire their infrastructure going forward. Yeah, the because there's so much data, because the the data infrastructure is is so monolithic, or it can be, depending on you know the type of data and the agencies and what they're doing with the data. You know, they they've got to be able to have flexible consumption models that allow them to pay for what they're using. You know, I talked about the difference between uh, a scale up and a scale out type of architecture, and being able to do all that planning and to be able to put in a footprint that I can grow into over a period of time. But now it's like with, with the flexible consumption models that are coming to light, everything as a service, the agencies now have the ability to pay for only what they use. And, and that's huge. And it's also a big change in the color of money. It changes it from an operating or it changes it from a capital expense to an operating expense. We've got uh, consumption models out there now where a, an agency can figure out how much committed capacity they want and they pay a monthly rate for that, but uh, companies will put a buffered capacity on the floor. So maybe they've got a you know, committed capacity of a petabyte, but they may run into data surges or something where you know, they, they need two petabytes of capacity on the floor, you know, just in case and to be able to, to be prepared for those data loads when they occur. Um, the flexible consumption models we have today allow you to, to procure that type of, you know, operating expense committed capacity. And then you, you basically, the old pay by the drip model is you, as the buffer increases, you know, your, your rate, you'll have a rate card and you'll pay for the additional capacity as you consume it. And that capacity may go up and your consumption may, rate may go up for a period of time and then it may drop off. So it really gets it into a very, very consumable model as opposed to you know, trying to budget for that and from a capital expenditure perspective over a, a three to five year period. In, in this case, as you described it, if I'm an agency and I'm saying, okay, Ed, I want a petabyte and I'll pay X amount of dollars for that petabyte. But I also want to be able to go up to two petabytes if, if the time is, is needed, if, if the extra space is needed. Do I just need to have money set aside for that increase? Or how, how does it work? Because I think a lot of agencies are worried about you know, violating the Anti-Deficiency Act and, and spending more money than they have. That, that's the big challenge with the consumption-based model. Right. Yeah. Again, it, it's it's an operating expense, so the the budgeting cycle is a little bit different. It, I mean, you, we're still working with agencies to understand, you know, what their predictable consumption model is and what they need to be prepared for. 
and then they there there are you know tiers of performance and capacity that have rates associated with them. So it's very predictable in terms of you know budgeting and you know what they're going to potentially consume and at what cost. So they've got a, a clear understanding of, of you know what what the costs are going to be up front before they they you know go down the road. I remember talking recently to one agency CIO and he mentioned having what he called an IT cost manager. And I was very excited by it. I was like, is oh, is this a new position? And they go, well, it's more of a position that you see in the private sector where someone is actually looking day to day at the cost for the cloud. So as not to do what you just said, going too far or spending too much money. Is that a, a, a type of position you're seeing other agencies starting to apply or maybe not a full-time position, but somebody who's in charge of this, of the consumption-based model? Yeah, I, I think you really see that, you know, under, under the, the charges of the, like the, the newer innovative positions, like a chief data officer or something like that, where they're really looking at, you know, the, the holistic view of the data and the infrastructure around it. So they're looking at, you know, where do I want my data? When, you know, what type of data is it? What is my consumption model for the data? Where is that data residing at any given point in time? And how do I be reactive to the challenges and demands of, of the agency around that data model? Ed, we're just about out of time. I've very much enjoyed our conversation, but before I let you go, what's our big takeaway from this as, as, as we've had this conversation for the last half hour or so, agencies have big data problems. They're, they're trying to manage their data. They're understanding storage. What are some of the things that, you know, from, from your perspective that, you know, when you talk to your customers, what are the questions that you hear time and again? What's, what, what are the answers to those questions? Yeah, I, you know, as I've been saying all along through this interview, it, it's, it's really having a data first uh, strategy around your data, being able to track your data through its entire life cycle. The, the data growth problem is not going away. So you have to be able to build an agile and performant infrastructure from edge to core to cloud that's going to allow you to handle the, the challenges and demands of the agency's data over the entire life cycle. I think that's a key point, handle it over the entire life cycle, not for the first 30 days or the first 60 days, but you, data lives a long time and you have to understand that life cycle. Ed, I've, I've very much enjoyed our conversation. Unfortunately, we are out of time for today. So let me thank my guest, Ed Krejcik, is the manager of pre-sales engineers for the unstructured data business unit for Dell Technologies. Ed, thank you so much for your time today. Well, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate the experience. I'm Jason Miller, and you've been listening to the discussion Innovation in Government, sponsored by Kerasoft on Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search innovation. Thank you for listening to the Innovation in Government show, sponsored by Kerasoft on Federal News Network. The entire discussion can be found on demand at federalnewsnetwork.com, keyword innovation. Overnight, the pace of digital transformation accelerated. You responded and showed how technology can create opportunities to drive innovation and encourage citizen confidence. Is your federal agency ready for what comes next? Dell Technologies is 100% committed to your mission. Whether you're providing critical citizen services, innovating for the next generation, or securing the nation, we bring the right technology, a secure supply chain, targeted expertise, and far-reaching vision to help guide your journey. Visit us at DellTechnologies.com federal today.
When we need help, we turn to government. When government needs help, they turn to Federal News Network. Federal News Network, helping feds meet their mission.